morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Look at us, Big J. Yeah, right here on the third day of March 2021, 33, as it's known across the world. Hopefully you have a decent Wednesday planned for you. We will set the table for your Wednesday today, which includes a Big J movie review. He sat down and watched a movie that was available on Netflix. Uh, I remember the first name. I don't remember the last name. Carrie Pilby. Carrie Pilby was the name of the movie. We will get a full recap of that coming up before we hit 7 o'clock this morning. We have a chance for you to win the new A Day to Remember album, You're Welcome. That's coming out this Friday. That's going to happen over the course of the show today. We are going to go to hell over the course of the show today as well, too. So things are going to go as planned come hell or high water. Do you understand, Big J? We'll see about that, pal. What, are you planning on derailing stuff? Yeah. All right. Give me an idea of one, at least one of your plans so I can prepare in advance for it. No, that's not... I'm not. I don't have any plans. (laughs) All right. Uh, Then that will be fairly easy. Oh my bluff. Fairly easy to uh, move out of the way then. I like that very much. Uh, on top of that, we have a whole new setup in the studio today, Big J. I credit you and your diligence and hard work, along with Tyler, who has put all this together to make uh, our post-show plans a little bit easier to stomach and view, which I am a fan of. Uh, and uh, did uh, did, they, did you get told that uh, that none of this is permanent? Yes. I did as well. <laughs> Who told you that? Well, I mean... Uh, our, our lead engineer? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it was Tyler that, that said, oh. hey, just so you know, this stuff isn't staying in here. And I'm like, I'm fine. Because, you know, it. Because as I told Tyler yesterday, the one thing that we need and that we don't need in the studio is more distractions. And it was proven last night when I was looking at Randy's social media and he was already trying to watch a basketball game on the television. And I was like, see, this is why we don't have a TV in here. Because we cannot have nice things. Well, I didn't expect that he would be... I mean, we didn't read him in on what he... I think he knows why. The, the camera's right there. He must have figured that out. Uh, he did eventually, as uh, we have spoken last night. But I was just giving him a little bit of crap. And I, it's it's technically a joke, but it's also a little bit of truth. I mean, if we had a television in here, it literally would be, what, two days before somebody brought in a video game system and then suddenly everything yeah, that's happening well, we should. It, it, that is supposed to be paying attention to on the air, which is already We should emulate questionable the people at best. that are out there listening to us right now. <laughs> would, uh, would happen in this studio which is exactly what we don't need we got a couple zoom interviews coming up so yeah big ones we are excited for them we'll give you more details as they become available Uh, yeah we don't want to chase no we don't we don't (laughs) don't have that's happened to us we don't want to talk about anything before it happens just to make sure it will but we get started with some music around these parts music like green day we get started with when i come around here on the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Hey, call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. City of Boise is asking for some help, Big J. They are looking for submissions for the from the public for a new park being built at 11th and Bannock in downtown Boise. The park is currently under construction and will feature green space lined with trees as well as art, seating, pedestrian alleys, public restrooms, bike storage. It was funded by uh, Boise Capital City Development Corporation. And several potential names have already been submitted, but the city wants to give the public another chance to weigh in before a name is picked. Anybody 
that wants to put in the name is encouraged to submit it on Boise City website. Name suggestions will be accepted through the 16th. Submissions can be in any language. They should be culturally, historically, or environmentally significant, according to Parks and Rec. Names after a particular person should not be submitted unless it has significance to an appropriate Boise connection or the site itself. So hear me out, Big J. Okay. Big J Park. I agree. Sounds like a great idea. Now, I like it. I think you've got a significant and uh, A, cultural connection. B, no doubt about it, Boise connection. The question is, can we get enough people to rally around the family to get get Big J Park happening at 11th? Now, let's let's try to get at least five or six people. All right. Uh, We're halfway there then, maybe. Uh, Can can you, you know, you're familiar with 11th and Bannock, right? Yeah. Can you at least give me some sort of maybe Big J connection to around the area that might help strengthen our case or no? Uh, I did live on 10th. And uh, Idaho Street. Okay, that's in the Idaho building. I mean, it's right there. Uh, I, I I gave enough money to the city with parking tickets <laughs> that I should already just be obviously <laughs> considered for that. All right, I'm gonna officially with submit a, with a motorcycle, by the way. Okay, <laughs> you just wheel that thing into your well, apartment. Well, it was a point of contention between me and the parking people. And who won? The parking people. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I'm going to submit. Big J Park as one of the names, and I don't know. I haven't clicked on the link yet because I wanted to get your permission before I did it. But I don't know if I'm allowed to like put together a narrative as to why. I'd rather we can't call it Morning After Park. Well, I mean, listen, I, I feel like because of your closeness to that particular area, you have more of a connection to I the Eleventh and Bannock area. Naming it after me sounds like I'm an egotist. I, but I'm doing it for you. Okay. Therefore, you are removed all ego from the equation. Thanks, I guess. And so uh, I, now you're. I'm we're, honored. We're probably going to need your uh, y- your social media prowess to uh, maybe uh, kind of motivate people to make this happen. If it gets to the next stage, they might poo-poo it right away. Which I say to them, "How dare you?" I think the the th- most important thing is whoever receives that will be like, "Who the hell is Big J?" <laughs> but that gives us. An, I mean, listen. Is it, is it Big J the rapper that passed away? Nobody knows who Big J the Rapper is, number one. Number two, I mean, yeah, fill in the blank about any park that's named after somebody, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I guarantee if I walk up to a 14-year-old, nobody's going to know who Julia Davis is. And so, uh, but True. this gives you an opportunity to enhance the Big J brand, A. B, uh, you know, it being a forever place. And I am about community. And you've been here forever. You know, you True. do a lot of good things, and so maybe this is a possibility for well, there finally me. to be some sort of recognition. Now, listen, I, I feel like I'm already pitching the idea like it's a foregone conclusion. It's not, but I am I am trying to strengthen my case on the ability of you being a Boise staple for the amount of time that you have been, and maybe, just maybe, finally getting some recognition. And and when you, when you think of Big J, you, of course, should think of being outside, having a lot of exercise opportunities, getting a lot of fresh air, that's exactly what you represent. So it makes sense to me, and hopefully it'll make sense to the city of Boise as well. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department has executed a search warrant to get the data from the so-called black box of the car Tiger Woods was driving when he crashed last week, according to USA Today. I had no idea that vehicles had black boxes. Did you? No. I don't know if it's a special kind of thing because Woods is uh, driving a particular type of vehicle. I don't know. 
but that's crazy. Either way, the report said they uh, didn't seek a warrant for his blood to determine if he was under the influence of any medication or anything at the time. But there was no probable cause to get it, according to the sheriff's department. Uh, there was no indication that Woods was impaired at the time of the crash, which left him with severe injuries of his right leg that required surgery. Uh, so far, uh, what I have seen is, you know, the quote-unquote experts that have gone on to talk about this particular stuff feels like it was distracted driving, uh, judging from the, the scene of the accident, the recreations that they have had. Like, he kept going straight when he was supposed to turn kind of a thing that they think maybe either he fell asleep or he was on his phone or something happened that caused him to be distracted. Well, but you know, no. I mean, listen, he was running late. Yes. He was supposed to meet Drew Brees and Justin Herbert to golf. Yes. I mean, it, it, isn't it not, you know, doesn't it not make sense that he would be texting them, hey, I'm late? I mean, uh, that's a possibility. It, oh, there's lots of possibilities. You know, he could have been going too fast. I mean, again, it's a, it's a stretchy, weird curve. He could have been going too fast, too, and just, you know, didn't but quite get it. Because of his past and him being found in his car unconscious mm -hmm. before, you know, him falling asleep yes. is something that, you know, makes sense, too. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, but the fact that they didn't take his blood alcohol content is crazy to me. Well, I mean, unless unless it really does seem like it really wasn't involved. I mean, not every accident is alcohol Granted, and drug related. You're, you're absolutely right, and the officer said it didn't. This particular thing didn't warrant it. Right. So, and and you know, it's not like I don't have any reason to believe that they're trying to hide anything because it's not like you know he's been busted before for this. So they he, just want to cross and dot their eyes and T's because he's Tiger Woods. Well, of course, and 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 everybody wants to know what really happened, and it's unfortunate that that's that's the case that you know it should be one of those things where it's like hey listen if the sheriff's department says there was an alcohol or drugs involved then it was just a straight up accident we should all should be like hey get better soon man but that's not how we roll as a yeah. society let's see uh, pictures of your leg uh no 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 you don't want to see that Lionsgate and its subscription platform stars have reached a multi-year exclusive output for all theatrical releases you know what that means, Big J. If you want to watch any of the John Wick movies that are out or are coming, you're going to have to get stars. As well or as... You can buy them. Borderline, you can also do that uh, when they're available. But these will be available to you sooner, I guess, than actually purchasing it. Uh, the Hunger Games, their prequels that are coming as well, all attached to this too. So there are some big name uh, kind of movies that are heading its way exclusively to stars via Lionsgate. So that's going to be the home for that kind of stuff. If you want to check it out, that's what you're going to have to do. Shallow Side, Jukebox Hero, your send nude song of the day here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you because he wanted to. And now we learn if it was any good or not, Big J, to you, sir. Yeah, uh, Carrie Pilby uh, from uh, the year 2016, starring Belle Powley. Uh, maybe you're not familiar with her. She's been in a couple things, including uh, The Morning Show, which was on... Uh, Apple Plus with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. That's where I remember her from. And uh, she plays a, uh, a young woman, uh, age 19, in this movie who uh, Nick has graduated from Harvard. Congratulations. Uh, she is awkward. She's antisocial. She doesn't know how to live life. Her dad's rich, uh, etc. Uh, and she's trying to make her way. Uh, her therapist, who she sees, it seems like on a daily basis, is played by Nathan Lane, who's friends with her father, Nick. And so she uh, is trying to figure out her life. She wants to get over these things, and um, he creates a list of things for her to do to do that. 
And that's pretty much what the movie is. It's her going through this list. Trying to become a better, more social person. Yes, exactly. Got and uh, finding a boyfriend is one of them, or at least going on a date, yeah. uh, et cetera. So, uh, you know, the the one thing I will say in favor of this, of this movie, uh, she puts in a great performance. And then, you know, it's it's there's a lot of great writing. There's a lot of great dialogue that's very funny. It's very centric around her character, of course. So uh, she does a lot of great monologues and things of that nature. Uh, but it's pretty mundane. I mean, it's a pretty boring movie. There's nothing really super exciting. I don't even want to call it a romance, you know, rom-com. It's not really quite quite there. It's just, you know, you're following around this character who you kind of start to really uh, enjoy. She is pretty funny and uh, has an interesting uh, point of view in the world, and, and that's what it's about. Is it like a lot of fourth wall breaking? Like, is she talking to you, the audience? No, okay. no, no, no fourth, no. She's not like the uh, pleasant Ted Deadpool version. Okay, so you're so. you're just kind of watching her as an observer go through these particular things, but well-written, funny, well-acted, so it yeah. sounds like a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, but not recommended. Oh, what happened? Well, I mean, I, I mean uh, what guy my age should be watching this alone? By themselves. I don't know. I mean, if people enjoy well-written, funny movies, it sounds like there's nothing wrong with watching that movie. Yeah, you're right. I'll prove it. <laughs> Wait a second. You convinced me. To talk. Uh, all I'm saying is, Nick like, says it's approved. No, I don't. When you when you tell me any like the only thing wrong with it is that it's just following around a character that doesn't sound like it's detrimental to the movie. All right, you're right. I mean, you know, you got to go in knowing that it's not an action flick, I suppose, right? If you're not looking for an action flick, this is the movie for you. <laughs> Did you laugh? Carrie Pilby. I did. I okay. did. She's pretty funny. All right. Did you enjoy the character? Did you were you rooting for her as the movie went on? Yeah. All right. Are you were, did it have one of those open end endings that you hate? No, not really. All right. This sounds like a perfect Big J movie. You're right. It is. Approved. <laughs> you should watch Carrie Pilby. It did not take much to push you over that edge. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, I, you're right. I feel like maybe you're embarrassed that you enjoyed the movie. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> like I said, a 40-year-old shouldn't be watching this by themselves. Oh, man. You're you 44. I, oh, 40-something, dude. I mean, I didn't eat eat a pint of ice cream while I was watching it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Did you have any snacks? No. Maybe some snapped. What is that? Cheez-Its <laughs> snapped up. <laughs> We were talking about the other day, so I bought some at the store. Uh, were you happy with your purchase? Yes. All right. Uh, so it sounds like Carrie Pilby actually, although you didn't want to admit it, is Big J approved. Yes. All right, listen. If it's not like your standard room, I mean, did you feel like a creep because you were watching it or oh, something? Oh, yeah, okay. totally. Creeping on Bell Powley. <laughs> okay. I mean, I suppose that's a natural feeling to feel as well. But I don't think you should be embarrassed because you enjoyed a movie. Listen, I was on here just last week admitting I enjoyed Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, you should be embarrassed by I'm that. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I enjoyed should. it. The ultimate cut you was were, much better than the theatrical cut. You were cut. right to feel that way. And so uh, I feel like if you embrace things that you like and uh, tell other people about it, it is a freeing experience. And so uh, despite his uh, early battles, Big J says that uh, Carrie Pilfy is worth watching and you should do so on Netflix. See a movie you didn't even know existed and now you're in love with it. Here's traffic. Is it a movie like you could sit down with your wife and she would watch it and get yeah, into it? Yeah, okay. totally. Did I don't she know watch she, it with you? No, she was working. Okay. Uh, would you she watch it again with terribly, her? She didn't seem terribly, She, on her break she saw some of it didn't te- seem terribly interested in it. Probably didn't have enough um, nudity. You know, yeah, enough dirty romance novel sex in it for her. 
Not enough trees getting pulled down. <laughs> How about we head inside the newsfeed on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat online with an attorney 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And what almost certainly is due, at least in part, to the ongoing coronavirus vaccination campaign, a new poll of Americans finds something that we haven't felt in almost a calendar year, Big J hope about the pandemic specifically Uh, about 58% of those surveyed in a uh, Axios led poll that was posted yesterday say that we're actually feeling pretty hopeful about how this thing is going to turn out at the end of the day more than double of the 20% said they felt hopeful over the past year so 20% of us said you know what last year I felt hopeful but now we're way way past that the percentage feeling hopeful rose to 71% among those who have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. Additionally, one-third of respondents say they think they'll be able to return to something like their pre-pandemic normal within six months or less. That's up from 26% from last week. So we're starting to get a little bit of positivity involved in this, Big J. We better watch out. There's no room for positivity in this country. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're right. You gotta get your priorities straight, everybody. We're supposed to be tearing people down to be negative about stuff. Let's go. Number three, Baylor clinched basketball's Big 12 championship for the first time ever with a 94-89 win over number six West Virginia yesterday. Congratulations to them. Nikola Jokic uh, notched his 50th triple-double of his career last night. 37 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds as the Nuggets beat the crap out of the Bucks last night, 128-97. With the accomplishment, he becomes only the second center to get 50 ever career triple doubles. Do you know who the other person who's done it is, Big J? The only other NBA center with 50 career triple doubles. Uh, Will Chamberlain? That is correct. Will Chamberlain had 78. Uh, he's also just the ninth player in NBA history to get 50 triple doubles, so that's pretty impressive uh, to do so as well. So congratulations to him. He is a good basketball player. 35 years ago today, Big J, history was made. It was on this date back in 1986 that Metallica released Master of Puppets. It was a pretty big deal back then. It followed up Ride the Lightning, of course, just two years after that, which is pretty impressive. And they were talking about things with the Phoenix New Times about how it was a a hell of a hell of a stretch for the band. Of course, uh, Master of Puppets was the final album to feature Cliff Burton, who passed away during the tour for the album. He was replaced by Jason Newstead. And uh, the producer of the album, Fleming Rasmussen, says that uh, Cliff was one of a kind. Uh, Even though Jason was a great bass player, it was impossible to fill out Cliff's shoes because of his songwriting abilities. But many fans of Metallica consider Master of Puppets to be their best album, which the band, uh, you know, basically acknowledged itself when it played the record in its entirety in the summer of 2006 tour of Europe. It was also the band's first gold album that sold more than half a million copies. Uh, Of course, many songs on the disc like Battery and Welcome Home, Sanitarium, and Master of Puppets, even Leper Messiah, also uh, are part of the band's live set list to this day. Master of Puppets was recorded back in 85 in Denmark, and uh, Geddy Lee actually uh, was talking a little bit about it uh, and said that, you know, he was actually involved in some of the early production of that album because Metallica is such Rush fans that they actually asked him to produce the album in full 
but he wasn't able to do it because he had other rush things going on. But he did help at least in the beginning of that kind of stuff, which is pretty interesting. And so uh, it was pretty impressive. It was named 167 on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest albums of all time. And back in 2016, the band published a book called Metallica Back to the Front. And it was all about the making of this particular album. So if you want to seek that out, you can. But happy 35th anniversary to Master of Puppets. Where does it sit in the Metallica echelon for you, Mr. Metallica fan? Uh, definitely top top three. Okay. Rattle off your top three again. Top three. Uh, um, hardwired, hardwired to Self-Destruct. Uh-huh. Ride the Lightning, Master okay. of Puppets. There you go. Uh, and so it is a fantastic... I know I'm crazy. People are like, what are you talking about, Jay? Yeah, nobody... Uh, well, uh, you love the, the latest Metallica. Oh, man. It's good. And so uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a personal top three. You can't have a wrong opinion about that. Uh, people could call you names because of it, but you can't have a wrong opinion. So uh, maybe listen to Metallica's Master Puppets today in honor of its 35th anniversary. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Patrick Springs, Virginia is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And, and, you know, growing up, it it may be a little bit different for you, Big J, because you were the baby of the family. A baby. And and your siblings were, were, I don't know if they were significantly older than you, but they were older than you, and they were also your sisters. 14 and 16 years older than me. So when when you came into this world, you know, you were just a little teeny tiny baby, and so there probably wasn't a lot of infighting going on sibling-wise with you and your siblings, right? Right. They were pretty much out of the house by the time you could really get into any kind of arguments with anybody. Uh, but if you had siblings that you grew up with, specifically brothers that are in and around your same age, uh, you're going to have a spat and a tussle every now and again. And I think everybody can pretty much admit that some of the things that you argue with your brothers and sisters about can be pretty dumb. And gross. Right. Uh, but... Hmm? But also, it is one of those deals where you would hope, (laughs) at least in theory, that you grow out of these things. Uh, For instance, you know, I'm I'm five years older than my brother, and uh, and we argued about some really dumb things and got into some stupid arguments and tussles. But, you know, it's been a good, I don't know, 30 years since we've argued about anything of any kind of real significance. Uh, but apparently some people do not grow out of it, which is a story that brings us to Virginia today. As uh, Virginia. Ricky Tatum is 64 years old, and he was over at his brother Larry Tatum's house on Friday night. Larry Tatum is 66 years old, and uh, they started to get into an argument over some debris that was in Larry's backyard. And Ricky was talking to Larry about how, listen, here's what you need to do. You need to do a, uh, a controlled burn on some of this stuff. You know, you've got you got a bunch of leaves, a bunch of, uh, of fallen twigs, and it's wintertime. It's a good time to do this kind of stuff. Let me teach you how to do a controlled burn. And Larry's like, listen, I don't need you to teach me how to do a controlled burn, Ricky. I'm 66 years old. I know how to take care of my own backyard. You worry about your own business. And, of course, you know, it's Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> Alcohol's involved. All sorts of stuff. Long story short, they get into a real tussle about, you know, how somebody needs to take care of their backyard and the debris in it. And the reason why this becomes our we're going to hell story is because this tussle becomes physical, Big Jim. Okay. And uh, and Larry, the owner of the house, was like, listen, I'm going to tell you how much I know about controlled burns. 
uh, because th at that point, after they were arguing for a little bit, uh, Larry decided he was going to, uh, quote, control burn his brother as he started to pour kerosene on his brother and then ran around with a lighter to try to light him on fire. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Uh, so insane that uh, one of the neighbors heard them screaming and called 911. Police showed up as uh, one of the brothers, again, doused in kerosene, running away from his other brother. That And again, these are almost 70-year-old men. Mean, this sounds like stepbrothers. You know? <laughs> I mean, when he, he buries his brother in the backyard. And uh, they show up and they're like, what the hell is going on here, Tatum brothers? Uh, and that is when they arrested Larry Tatum and charged him with attempted first-degree murder, man. They're not messing around. Now, don't you think when he goes to get the kerosene that that's when you're like, you know, I'm just going to leave. This is the time for me to It is Virginia. Retreat. Kerosene could have been readily available. I don't know. But you're right. Based on the debris in the backyard. But listen, anytime you're getting into any sort of altercation about controlled burns, there should be a little like, you know, how that paperclip sometimes pops up when you're doing Microsoft Word and goes, do you need any help? Something should pop up in your head and go, hey, you're arguing about dumb bleep, guys. Maybe take it down a notch and not get into a screaming match over controlled burns in your backyard. But, you know, again, uh, people get into arguments about all sorts of dumb stuff. I imagine when, when one person started arguing about controlled burns, the last thing he thought in his mind was my brother's going to try to set me on fire and murder me. But here we are. So, everybody, take it down a notch. You're at like a nine. We need you at like a four. Somewhere in between would be yeah, no really, kidding. really good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. <laughs> Cleopatric, that is hometown here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, are you ready to get gross? Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to tell you a story that's not exactly pleasant, but I'm also going to call out some BS. Uh, I'm not sure how desperate we all are for 15 minutes of fame, but a Michigan woman uh, named Victoria Nowowski is desperate enough uh, that she wanted to go viral on TikTok to warn people about uh, the dental hygiene that maybe she's lacking. She went viral because uh, she liked to show people in a TikTok video basically her, her mouth nubs. Um, nubs? Her, her, yeah, nubs. She, she, uh, it, her teeth have decayed and are yellow to the point where they're almost not even there. Ugh. And she says that it, that it is there because she has spent the last decade drinking a few sodas a day and smoking a bunch of cigarettes. And she wanted to make the video because she wanted to remind people that dental hygiene is really and extremely important. And she said it was a lack of dental hygiene, not going to the dentist, and the soda drinking that really d devoured her teeth. And she did it on a daily basis for a decade, and that caused her some issues. And uh, I will say, while she makes some pretty solid points, Big J, I don't know if I'm buying the whole decade kind of thing. And I, I will do so by, by telling you a story that is true from uh, my childhood. And uh, I believe I told you that, uh, that if you've listened to the show long enough, you know the very first job that I ever had is uh, my stepfather owned a concrete construction business, right? Yeah. 
in Wisconsin. And so in the summer months, my stepbrother and I, Ben, would work for him basically schlepping around stuff on the construction site. Now, uh, now the concrete construction did everything from making, you know, patios to driveways to pouring concrete to designing, you know, that kind of stuff. But also uh, they had a, a side business or a business as part of it that did masonry work, you know, that helped build foundations and all that kind of stuff that poured foundations. And so he had a group that worked on the concrete stuff. And then he also had a work, a group that worked on the masonry stuff. And I gravitated towards the masonry stuff just because uh, it, it seemed more interesting to me. And there was a little bit more of uh, an artistry to it, I felt. Yeah, yeah you're a brickhead. Yeah. And so uh, I would spend some time with the masonry crew who were Butch and, and Don. And, uh, and uh, God bless Donnie. Uh, I, I'm 13 years old at this particular point, and so the way that we would meet up is we would all meet up at like a gas station in the morning, and and Tim would lay out where we were doing and what we were doing for the day and what jobs we were going to, and then usually that's when I would jump in the truck with with Butch and Donnie and go to the masonry site. Anyway, we called Donnie, Ben and I called Donnie, Donnie Dew, because at the gas station every morning, he would buy a 12-pack of Mountain Dew and two packs of cigarettes, and by the end of the day, and we usually wrap things up at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon because we started to go to work early uh that 12 pack would be gone and those cigarette packs would be gone as well wow and and we called him donnie dew uh because donnie I mean, dew he drunk all he, all he would drink would be mountain dew that was it healthy and and donnie i would say at this time i'm 13 donnie's probably 40 our age at this point 43 44 something like that and donnie also had the worst teeth i have ever seen anybody have in my entire life and so, uh, you know, Donnie was 40 and 43, but uh, we asked him once, Ben and I were like, hey, man, how come all you drink is Mountain Dew? And he goes, it's just, it's what I like. It's what I, it's what, it's I what he likes, man. I, and we're like, how can you drink 12 Mountain Dews in an eight hour time? And he's like, listen, man, it's hot out here. I'm thirsty. I got to get my drink on. I got to get my Mountain Dew on. How's and he goes, still alive? he helps me. And by the way, Donnie is probably 110 pounds. Maybe. I mean, just oh, a okay. thin, thin Jeez, dude, man. Just a stick. Uh, and just chain smoked and drank Mountain Dew constantly. And anyway, we, we would we would talk Ben obviously not to his face, but you know, <laughs> we would talk about how bad his teeth were, and we we're like, man, we got to really work on that. And then we once asked him, you know, how long have you been drinking a twelve pack of Mountain Dew a day? And he's like, I don't know, probably thirty years. And, oh my god! And then you know, there was one day on the job where he literally yanked a tooth out of his head. And, and and I was watching, I was like, oh my God, is that your tooth? You know, I'm 13, I don't have any, I'm like, Donnie, my God, your teeth are falling out of your skull, what's happening? And he's like, yeah, that happens sometimes. And I'm like, do you think it's because all the, the, the soda that, that you sometimes. drink and, and the cigarettes? And he's like, well, you know, I know that's a part of it. And I said, when did you really start having problems with like your teeth falling out of your head? And he said, it was like, you know, maybe in the last two or three years. But again, he had terrible teeth and they were falling out of his skull. But this is after 30 years of 12 packs a day. So you're saying you. you're not buying this lady's I'm saying story. Unless, there's something else that she's doing that's making her teeth Math. fall out of her head if she's doing it after 10 years. If Donnie Dew can drink Mountain Dew in a 12 pack for 30 years and his teeth doesn't start falling out of his skull until then, then I'm thinking it's much more than the soda involved in it now donnie also admitted that the dentist wasn't high on his priority list so there's that as well uh but it is a good reminder that dental hygiene is important and by the way a, a lesson that i've carried with me throughout my life which is a reason why i allow myself one to two sodas a day and that's it 
I need the caffeine because I don't drink coffee in the morning, and so having caffeine is important, so I'll grab a Mountain Dew. And I don't hold it against Mountain Dew, by the way. I mean, if you drink anything for 12, a 12-pack 12 a day, it's not going to be great. Yeah, right. I don't care what it is. And so, uh, uh, but it is one of those deals where it's like, oh, man. Uh, a friendly reminder to go to the dentist, brush your teeth, and don't drink a 12-pack of soda a day. Would be a very good health. Good lessons yeah, to live by. It is, and and uh, I may not know how to build a foundation anymore, uh, but I do remember that lesson from uh, working on the construction site. That is for sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. We're going to do some important stuff and your pop culture smackdown. Hold tight. Newsfeed. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, take me back to the Big J childhood. Okay. First time he had a sip of an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, it was probably seven or seven or six, six or seven, somewhere in there. How's that happen? Well, uh, down in the basement of our house, my dad had a bar, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I mean, the bottles were just sitting there in the bar. I helped myself some vodka. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what, it's one of the reasons why I waited till I was in my 20s to drink again. <laughs> Wait, did you have a lot of it? No. Okay. You just tried it once I mean, and was like, that's not for me. I kid, just, yeah. Well, of course, it's disgusting as a kid, yes. Vodka. Yes, it's not a good look, and not a good idea. Why did you go for vodka? Because it looked like water, I think? Yeah, because it looked like a man's drink. Or is that because it was clear? Huh? I don't know. It just was. Was uh, that something like? Was that like the drink of choice for your your dad or your mom or something like yes, that? Which is why dad okay. at the time. So that's probably why is because you saw he would it. bounce back and forth between whiskey and vodka. And uh, if in case you're curious, uh, you know there are some parents that. I think when we were kids, I'm not sure how much of a thing it is now, but, you know, uh, grandpa or somebody thought it was funny that when you're sitting at the dinner table to have the kid take a drink of beer or a drink of wine. and uh, Ah, dumb kid, drink it up. Yeah, and now we have uh, research that says, holy jeez, is that a bad idea? Uh, Do not let your kid sip your booze at the dinner table because a study finds that doing stuff like that is probably going to lead them to drink pretty heavily down the road as adults. Researchers from Uniform Services University of the Health and Services Foundation found that providing sips of alcohol to kids is associated with them having more favorable expectations about drinking. They also found that, you know, if your parents are one of those that let you drink at the dinner table or, hey, you're here, take a sip out of daddy's beer kind of a thing, uh, way more likely for preteens, as a preteen, for you to be drinking it up and as an adult to be a binge drinker or even an alcoholic. Uh, they found that the likelihood of that increasing in your life was upwards of 60 to 65%. So that's a lot because it puts preconceived. No, I mean, I don't know if it did. I, listen, I, I, again, the brain of a child works in incredible ways. And how we associate things with things positively or negatively uh, are kind of varies on the person. But you can understand how that could give you a weird, messed up sense of alcohol. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, how that could screw with your head a little bit. So uh, while you may think it's funny, it, it may not be doing the kid a whole lot of good. So think about that next time around, if it is one of the things that you're thinking about doing. Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. L.A. County Sheriff's Department executed a search warrant to get the data from the so-called black box of the car Tiger Woods was driving when he crashed last week. This according to USA Today, but the report did say they, they did not seek a warrant for Woods' blood to determine if he was under the influence of alcohol, drugs, or any medication at the time. 
Sheriff's deputies John Shogel told the newspaper there was no probable cause to get that. No indication that Wood was impaired at the time of the crash, which left him with severe injuries. So I'm not try- I'm trying to figure out what the black box is going to tell them. In fact, uh, Jay and I were, uh, I-, I guess, enlightened to find out that vehicles had black boxes. But that was a plane thing. I didn't know it was a vehicle thing. But then again, Big Jay, uh, Tiger Woods probably driving a much more advanced vehicle than we are, if we're being perfectly honest. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm going to have to investigate. Yeah, maybe your fancy car's got a black box. I don't know. Maybe it does. Congratulations to the band Hell Yeah, Big J. They're adding some metal to their collection. The band's self-titled debut album has officially been certified gold in the United States for uh, sales of more than half a million copies. The Hell Yeah album was released in 2007. It produced the songs You Wouldn't Know and Alcohol and Ass. Hell Yeah's latest project, Welcome Home, was released in September of 2019. And it looks like, at least if you're believing what you're seeing on social media, that Chad Gray is getting ready to launch a solo project, Big J. I, I saw that. I thought maybe uh, that the pandemic and, and the, the the Hell Yeah situation would lead to a Mudvayne reunion. I was kind of hoping for that in, in the back of my head, but it appears that Chad Gray is going to be focusing on, on a solo project here soon. So I don't know what that means for Hell Yeah. Uh, I do not know what that means for Mudvayne. I do know what it means for Chad Gray, and that is we're going to be getting some music from him here uh, somewhat soon, it sounds like. I, you know, judging from his post, he's getting ready to roll out something fairly soon. Agree or disagree? Agree. So congratulations to Hell Yeah. You like that first album, don't you, Big Chad? Oh, man, I love it. Fantastic. So uh, there you go. Some more metal to put on Hell Yeah's wall as it should be. Morning after with Nick and Big J. And we've got a gift card here for $25 to Section 37 Axe Room. Get out there, throw some axes, maybe join a league, have some fun. We got three locations here in the Treasure Valley to do so. But you gotta beat me in pop culture smackdown. Our phone number is as follows: 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown and attempt beating Big J in a world of vast pop culture knowledge. We're gonna start. On the listener side of the ledger with a little bit of sports, the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley. Oh, no. Oh, no. Then we might get into some food questions. We will see how Big J does today is what it's really going to boil down to. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hi. How's it going? We're good, man. What's your name? Corey. Corey, you're up first. Corey, when his Chicago Bulls jersey was stolen before a road game in Orlando, what basketball legend had to wear number 12 for just one game? Man, I don't know anything about basketball, but I know Michael Jordan played for the Bulls. So all right. And that's all you have to Smart, know. Smart, man. As Michael Jordan is the correct answer. Big J, Bud, B-U-D, is the stock symbol for what hyphenated brewer that owns the Budweiser? Anheuser-Busch. That is absolutely correct. Right. Corey, back to you. Who hires Goodwill ambassadors called peanutters to drive around in a custom nutmobile all year long? Planter. That is correct. Right. Mobile. you are familiar with uh, the mascot Chuck E. Cheese, yes? Yeah. What is Chuck E. Cheese's middle name? What does the E stand for in Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, man. It is something that is readily available at all Chuck E. Cheese locations. I'll give you that hint. Uh, boy. Uh, I'm going to say... What would be available at a Chuck E. Cheese? It starts with an E. Um, eggs. Eggs. His name's Eggs. Chucky Eggs Cheese. No, just Chuck Eggs Cheese would be the no. Uh, Enema. Right. No, it's (laughs) 
<laughs> entertainment. Right. Entertainment. Oh, duh. Oh, Chuck Entertainment Cheese. Uh, Corey, congratulations. You've got yourself a Minimum. Section 37 Axe Room gift card. Hang on one second, dude. We'll hook you up with all you need to know for chucking some axes. And there's your pop culture smackdown. We have got some headlines. They're coming up next on the X Rock. Hey guys, Nick here for the good people over at Zero Res and the Hacks. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you just heard about on the X. Do it. GoTeamMazda.com is the place to get started. Do it. Headlines are as follows. Bad idea, fam. Cobra Kai and Sounds Like Torture. Cobra Kai! Probably one of the fastest ways to make sure you're going to get in trouble. But Pennsylvania State Troopers say they were called Saturday about a dispute at a home in South Fork. When they arrived, they found 51-year-old Loretta Woodruff to be, quote, substantially intoxicated, Big J. Just like your Saturday night. They say Wood was injured and claimed that she was punched by a man at the home. But troopers say not only were in her injuries not consistent with being struck, they say that there was no guy at the home at all. Uh, they suffice that Wood had fallen down because she was so hammered and had a head injury. And they were escorting her out of the home to get medical treatment. They weren't going to arrest her or anything, but they wanted to make sure she was okay. When she said, watch this. And then she jumped up, Big J, and she roundhoused the trooper in the chest. Damn. Yeah. And then she did it to the other one. Kiat. So and two. Then, and then it turned into a, a karate battle. Two roundhouses in a row by a 51-year-old woman who was hammered. Maybe that's how she got the head injury. Uh, and then it went from trying to make sure she got the medical attention she needed to making sure she was arrested. And she was charged with well, aggravated. Maybe be careful, man. <laughs> she was charged. Well, I think once they knew this woman could roundhouse them. I mean, they, you got to probably understand they got blindsided by it, right? They were just trying to help this lady I, get to the hospital. I, God, I want to see. I want to see this the body, body cam. cam of just a foot coming right you, at it. You know, yeah. there's a show called Body Cam. I had no idea. And it's just it's just stories from body cam footage. Uh, she has been charged with aggravated assault, and uh, and probably going to be in it trouble. It sounds like more playful than you know assault. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, well, listen. Uh, I suppose maybe you could make that argument, but I, I'm I, just I, upset they got roundhouse. Unless you're the one who got roundhouses, I'm not sure how you could roundhouse somebody's motivation behind it. Bad idea, fam, or sounds like torture. Sounds like torture. Uh, this woman may have broken a Guinness World Record, but it doesn't sound any fun to me. The record she broke, uh, most half marathons run on consecutive days, Big J. Ooh. She ran a full marathon, followed by 14 straight days of half marathons. That's insane. Andrea Morrow is her name. She's a mixed martial arts fighter. And she says she started uh, her record attempt with a full 26.2-mile run at the El Paso Marathon. Followed it up by running 13.1 miles each day for the next 14 days, which ended on Sunday. She is submitting evidence from her runs to the Guinness World Records for official recognition. And when the guy shows up to uh, certify it, she's going to roundhouse him. She also says her aim with the record attempt was to raise awareness for mental health issues. So she was doing it for a very good reason. And congratulations to her. That sounds like, I mean... That's incredible shape to be able to be in. Yeah. If you're rolling off, I mean, that's basically, uh, you know. I was tired with you telling me all the stuff she did. 
I mean, that's eight marathons in a row, essentially. When you do 14 half marathons and one full one, that's insane. Uh, the human body is not meant to withstand that kind of punishment. Congratulations to her for being able to do that. That is crazy. And doing it for a good cause as well. And we'll wrap it up with Bad Idea Fam. And it may seem like a scene out of a comedy movie, but it's not. On Saturday, the Coast Guard in England had to yell at a family of three for pitching their tent on the Cleveland Way in North Yorkshire. Now, uh, that may not mean anything to you or me, but I want you to envision the fact that basically what happened is this family set up their tent right on the edge of a very huge cliff. Their tent was just inches away from a 280-foot drop in an area known for landslides. So, uh, a.k.a. the worst place you can probably put a tent. After hearing reports of the dangerous camping situation, the Coast Guard responded to the scene, finding two adults and a small child, Big J, in the tent, which also seems like a really bad idea, to have your kid really close to a, a cliff. The 27-year-old woman and 30-year-old man have also since been fined for breaching rules to go camping as well because uh, England is still in lockdown. Keep that in mind as well. So it was bad decisions all around, Big J, for this family. Uh, endangering their child and their lives. Uh, they said they didn't know there was a landslide area. They knew, of course, they were close to the cliff, but they thought it would be make good for, quote, family pictures. Bad excuse. Uh, but didn't know that really they're a rainstorm away from probably getting swept over the cliff in a landslide, which is never great. Not a good way to go, Big J. Just hanging out in your tent and you get landslid over a yeah. cliff. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're officially up to date on everything. That feels good. <laughs> from Pop Evil, that is Breathe Again here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And when Big J says we could all be in trouble, it's probably a good idea to listen, yes? Yeah, and uh, a recent poll here, 5,700 people, um, uh, they answered this question. What is the longest amount of time you think you could go out, go without your smartphone for personal use? I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, as long as I have to, I suppose. I've gone, I've gone three to four days without it. At some point. Oh, days. Yeah. Uh, 16% people uh, answered a few days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the, 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 re the reality of the situation is I, I don't need my smartphone for anything. And so I, I don't believe that I could I would have some issues with it. 5% uh, said uh, they don't even have a smartphone. <laughs> I believe that as well. Those are probably the older yeah, part. Those are dead people. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of people. I, I know my, uh, my, my stepfather doesn't have a smartphone. He's got a cell phone, but not a smartphone. He doesn't need one. And so there's that, I suppose. 29% said just a few hours. A few hours, huh? That's the highest. It's crazy. Respondent. Uh, what about you? Could you go a while? Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, I'd be a relief. <laughs> In some cases, yeah. sure. I mean, uh, it is nice to be away from it for a while. I mean, uh, when you think about it, though, uh, you're without your smartphone for a while when you're sleeping. Those same people that say a few hours. I mean, there, there's at least, you know, five to yeah. eight anyway, where you're not, you know, got your head glued to it. Uh, but it does speak to, I suppose, a larger problem, which is that uh, a lot of people feel like they can't put their smartphone down. Yeah. And here's the thing now. I mean, uh, with the integrated apps and in, in our lives, there's a lot of things in our phone we, we use on a on a daily basis that we normally would never have used before. But now we're relying upon it. Sure. Banking. Yep. Paying for stuff. Um, those sort of things is just uh, even, uh, say, insurance. You know, for example, like uh, I have tech, uh, uh, digital insurance cards. 
Yeah. It's all on your smartphone. Right. So it's kind of getting out of hand. Yeah, that's where my medical cards are for uh, for the insurance as well. They are on my phone via the, the app that we had to download for our new uh, health insurance company. Yeah, so my personality. There's that. It's the all phone. there. But, you know, the other part of it is it's also a, a distraction to a lot of things, but that can be a hindrance as well. Like I was reading something about how uh, it's a ridiculous amount of people that have multiple screens going at once. Like, for instance, when you were watching the streaming dumbass movie, did you pick up your phone at all? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And were you on it for a while or just for a little, for a second or two? Or were you, uh, did you play any game? There you go. See? So you're, you're, you're not even really watching the movie when you're playing your game and doing things. You're paying attention to other stuff. It's so weird that, that it's there as like, uh, almost like a comfort thing, which is really, really weird and kind of depressing as well. So, uh, enjoy it. The less we connected we get to these devices, the better off we probably all are. But good luck at this point. It's like, you know prying something off of somebody that doesn't want to give it up so it's uh it's going to be around for a while and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better so don't go chucking your uh, smartphone into a lake otherwise how could you play that game you were playing yesterday right yeah exactly there you go morning after with nick and big j your chance to win something from us with bad impressions next on the x Impressed. morning after with nick and big j on 100.3 the x welcome home is the brand new album from the band no what? It's called You're Welcome. Oh, what? Well, I was getting confused with something else. You're Welcome! It's a brand new album from A Day to Remember, uh, which comes out Friday. We'll get you hooked up with a digital copy of that. If you can figure out bad impressions, and chances are I might not even know what it, it is. <laughs> this confused point. with Hell Yeah, I think. Uh, 208-287-1003 is the phone number if you would like a copy of this album on us. You have to figure out bad impressions in order to do that. Big J has got three clues. They all revolve around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, bam, you're getting an album on us because that's the kind of people we are. Let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. Man, can I win again? This is Corey again. Big J, can you win again? I mean, I guess. Okay. I love a day to remember. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay, man. There's worse things in the world. You got to get it right first, okay? Okay. okay. During That's the weird. 90s, if you wore parachute pants, chances are they were named after me. MC Hammer. There you go. Hey, all it takes is Hammer one. Pants. And you got it right. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Day to Remember album. Uh, clues two and three for fun. I was a huge success story as far as rap goes. I made so much money, it was too legit to quit. <laughs> and last but not least, you can't touch us. Uh, no reference to the Adams Family Values song that he did? No. That's okay. We're all better off for it. Why is MC uh, Hammer in the news? Some new research has come to light here, and uh, they were doing a, a little thing to see uh, which might be the the song that has been used the most, the pop song that's been used the most in movie history, Nick. Okay. Guess what came out number one? Well, if it's MC Hammer, I'm going to guess you can't touch it. Yeah, you can't touch us. It was a surprise to everybody. Has been used the most in movies. Uh, coming in number two was Under Pressure from Queen and Bowie. Okay. Number three is Push It. Okay. Salt and Peppa. Yeah. Four, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. And uh, five, It Takes Two 
by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. You know, it's funny. Like, I'm trying to think of a situation where You Can't Touch Me has been in a movie, and I can't do it. Uh, they found You Can't Touch This appeared in 15 movies, including Tropic Thunder, Into the Wild, and Grown Ups 2. So a couple of those you've probably never seen, at least yeah, Grown Ups 2. That's true. Uh, the same research declared Bob Dylan the artist with the most movie appearances. They tracked 123 uses of his songs across half a century in the music business. Well, congratulations, man. And you know he's getting bank every time he does that, and he's had some money problems. Yeah. So hopefully, he's uh, he's spending it the right way. Uh, you're right. I, I mean, I never would have guessed that in a billion years. No, no way, me either. MC Hammer was the most. And I'm used. a soundtrack guy, yeah. but I never would have. It's crazy. But you know, it's probably part of those things where like they, it doesn't really appear on the soundtrack. It's just briefly featured in like a montage or in something in the movie. Yeah. And that's all it takes for it to be popped up in there. So congratulations. To MC Hammer, who has uh, stood the test of time, I guess, Big J. I do know one of the weird, like, musical knowledge things that I have in my head that that revolve around, uh, it revolves around MC Hammer, and that is, do you remember his song, Pray? Yeah, you got to pray just to make it today. Yeah, we pray. Yeah, that song, it features the title of the song in the lyrics more than any other song in music history, because praise in the, like, all the song is, is them saying pray like 900 times. And so that is the, that song has got the uh, the worst of the use of the I title. Remember for when the most. MC Hammer came here in in the nineties? It was at the uh, at, well, what's the Pavilion then? Now, okay, Extra Mile Arena. But I wanted to go so bad. You didn't go? No, I didn't. Oh, was that like back when you weren't weren't allowed to listen to that kind of stuff? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Or I just couldn't. You know, we just couldn't afford it. No, sure. You're not rich. You couldn't afford MC Hammer tickets. Get out yeah. of here. Did you have Hammer pants though back in the day? Uh, that's all I could wear because I was a fat kid. So. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Rob Zombie, King Freak, wrap it up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us on this third day of March. We certainly do appreciate it. Big J, after some uh, nudging, approved the movie today for streaming dumbass. It is called Carrie Pilthy. Did I get that right? Pilby. Pilby. It is uh, available for you on Netflix if you would like to check it out. Big J learned uh, Chuck E. Cheese's middle name today as part of Pop Culture Smackdown. That's always good. And uh, we told everybody how important dental hygiene was. Make sure you take care of those teeth and maybe not drinking a 12-pack of anything uh, a day. It would be a good start in keeping things in the right direction and keeping your teeth yeah. in your head. Rest in peace, Donnie Do. <laughs> Rest in peace, in fact. Donnie do. Uh, don't forget that if you go to xrock.com right now, you could win your share of some cash courtesy of T-Mobile and the X. We are giving away three separate $500 prizes courtesy of T-Mobile. It's like a bonus refund on top of your tax refund. At least we're hoping you get one anyway. Just click the link. It's right there on the front page of xrock.com. And boom, it's that easy to get in the running for being one of three people that's going to win three $500 courtesy of T-Mobile and the X-Rock. So check it out for yourself. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Uh, Dr. Oz. So maybe you're familiar with him, the TV doctor. I've heard of him. He, uh, he was at the uh, airport the other day, and some uh, passenger was having uh, some heart issues. And uh, well, he had a failure of a heart. He had a heart attack, and Dr. Oz jumped in and saved him. Gave him a CPR, and eventually uh, got out a defibrillator and uh, shocked him back into life. Nice. Look at Dr. Oz saving lives, doing doctor yeah. things. Uh, one would hope that 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 is uh, your duty as a doctor, right? Right, right. But I mean, just imagine—you know—you just getting saved by a celebrity doctor on what? TV. You know he's going to be a guest on the show uh, before too long. You saved my life, Doctor Oz. I almost promise you that. Uh, so very, very, very well done. 
Uh, tomorrow on the show, more chances at some A Day to Remember albums, more Section 37 up for grabs. We'll even get a nerd alert courtesy of Big J. So we will see you on Thursday. Jason Drew, he's up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rock.